Kerry Adams and you're listening to Kerry's Connoisseurs coming to you from Solid Gold Podcasts. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers and all the people who make it happen in the liquor and luxury industries from around the world. Hi everybody, you are tuned into to Carrie's Connoisseurs and I am joined in my studio today by, you both sound the same, Johanna and Johannes Richter. Big celebrations, congratulations guys, you have won an amazing award in the Johannesburg Wall, the Eat Arts Restaurant Awards for South Africa that were handed out last week. Talk to me about what happened. Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, we obviously, yeah, still super excited and, 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 and absolutely humbled uh, by the fact that uh, not only um, do we win three stars, which is the highest ranking in, 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 um, in the new r- ranking system of these out, um, but also won with the best rating of, uh, and, uh, and, and got the Restaurant of the Year award. And um, we... Um, Came in with very humble expectations. Obviously, we we always measure ourselves um, with the with the best restaurants in the country. But with our concept being um, a little bit different, um, yeah, we we thought we had another couple of years of hard work left in us to. Or, or well, we're going to talk about that concept because you did indeed. <laughs> you received three Eat Out stars, and yeah. and we'll chat about that. I'm not sure what Eat Out are doing. I have quite a lot to do with the Diners Club Awards, and I don't pay too, too much attention to the Eat Out Awards, but of course we all do, I mean, from a, from a, from a professional perspective, but we all do know that if Eat Out have endorsed you, you've got to be really good. And not only are you really good, but you, as you say, you received the country's best restaurant award. Yeah. So you're situated in Cowie's Hill. Yeah. How is Hill? KZN, nobody ever, ever, I'm just overjoyed. My family come from Natal, okay. and I'm so overjoyed that an Italian establishment has finally ticked the boxes. And it's called, you're part of Summer Hill Guest House. Now, I can remember a thousand years ago, um, the Goss family had a place in Natal called Summer Hill Stud. It's got That's... nothing to do with that. Uh, no, no, no. So... Nothing. No, not at all. When, so give us a little bit of background and history about Summerhill and you two kids who have started this restaurant, started the guest house. Brag, you've got 20 <laughs> minutes. Brag as much as you like. Yeah, so um, long story short, when, when I, I was three years old, my parents immigrated uh, from Germany to South Africa and um, fell in love with this property that had this old sign um, Named Summerhill in front of the gate, and that's where the name came from. So um, it goes. And Cowies Hill is extremely pretty. It's a yeah. very, very pretty part of the world, isn't it? All the rain we've had, everything's lush and green, and yeah, and we overlook the whole city and and, and the Indian Ocean at a, at a bit of a distance. So it's a beautiful setting. And um, with this being my childhood home, where the living room is now situated, it obviously has a lot of heart and a lot of feeling in it from from our side as a family as well. And with it being family run, I mean, Johanna does all the sommeliering in front of house, and I've run. I know she's going to get my full attention in a minute because <laughs> this is really a wine program. It's food and wine, but she's going to get it in a minute. And um, and yeah, so we we basically came back after gathering a lot of experience and meeting in in. in in Berlin, and um, 
and came back to start off this this idea where we wanted to uh, create a concept that's very Durban centric and and um, res basically resonates uh, Durban's culture not by cooking traditional food but by focusing on Durban ingredients and Durban um, um, diversity and and trying to integrate that into our um, into to our our concept in food. Yeah. So. Your menu looks absolutely exquisite. It's big and it's long, and we're going to give all the listeners and watchers um, links to sort of go to and have a look and see because it looks scrummy and delicious and pictures and things. But talk to us about the the actual menu and what you what you're doing because there's lots of fermentation of stuff and keeping stuff for the winter and for the summer and it's interesting. Yeah. So, um, Basically, I mean, the ingredients that, that we have at our disposal here um, have a huge array of diversity. So on the one hand, we obviously got a lot of influence from um, Durbanites that originated from India a couple of generations back. We've got the, the African influences that we also try and integrate as, as much as we can. We've got the subtropics. We've got the Midlands. So basically, we've got this array of different um, um, vantage points that we try and, 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 and give a bit of a platform. And um, amongst all of that, we, we also do a lot of foraging. So at the moment, in the rainy season, we've got an abundance of um, endemic and indigenous mushrooms that we forage. And they only come out now. So only when the, the, the rain hits, a lot of these are Timotomyces mushrooms, which are basically cultivated by termites, only um, are around at this time of the year. And we harvest as much as we can of them, can't use them all up, and need to find creative ways in trying to um, um, prolong their flavor and, 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 and... Can you dehydrate them? We dehydrate them. We make a mushroom garum, which is like similar to um, what the Asians do with fish sauce, but because uh, mm. mushrooms also have this rich protein sauce. Yes. Garum with, with that as well, so we ferment it into like a, a mushroom-style um, fish sauce. Um, we have made uh, a paste with it. Um, we've got a lot of endemic fruit trees that we, we um, use for making wines and vinegars. Um, and, and, and those are kind of the, the processes that we, we use to, to prolong these things. Um, and Johannes, where was your training? Where, where did you train? Or did you just I, learn from your mum? No, or no. What did you do? I did a classical French apprenticeship in the Black Forest, so just on the German side of the French Alsace. And it was very, very classic. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was blessed to end up in an establishment that was um, uh, family-owned and run. Very, very classic French brigade. Over twenty chefs with in-house butchery, patisserie, everything split up very classically into French sections. Everything was cooked fresh. Um, and I think you can taste that uh, that influence in a lot of a lot of what we do. So well, one of the most fabulous restaurants I've ever eaten in in my life. Yeah. was down a few stairs in a little hidey hole in a dungeon underground in Rickwehr in Thanks. Alsace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never tasted it. It had two Michelin stars. It looked like it was my mother's laundry. It was <laughs> tiny. It only had about three tables in it. And I can't remember. It was so long ago now. I can't remember the name. Yeah, so but the I had gone to visit the Hugel family who, as you know, make beautiful wine in Alsace. Yeah. And, of course, some of those German and Alsatian wines are of the best in the world. Yeah. And that was where I went to that restaurant. And it was the same kind of food where the chef had foraged all over the place for his stuff. Yeah. And it just makes such a difference. It's so fresh. You can almost see it breathing on the plate still. You know, it's lovely. And Do you specialize 
in meat, fish, poultry, so, vegetarian? What's your best? So I think, you know, we, we've made the decision uh, for various reasons not to serve any fish at the moment. Um, for three years now, we've, we've done not, not served any fish um, at all. Um, and basically, Why? Why is that? It's just with difficulties um, regarding sourcing. Yeah, we, I, I, you look to me like you don't like fish. The way you're putting no, no, your face no, no, like that. I love fish. <laughs> it's also a strength of ours, um, but it's just you know, the the oceans are in a, not in a good place, and um, yes. and, and I don't want to be or we don't want to be someone in, that in hindsight says you know we we didn't do anything about it. So that's our advantage. Yes. And um, yeah, and it, you know it is a bit controversial. Um, not everyone shares that opinion, but that's okay. Um, um, <laughs> you children, I hope there's going to be a big, soft, comfy cloud in heaven for all of you who are saving the planet. It's so commendable. But, but, but uh, you've got you've got dog or pork down the road, and you've got my family uh, so live in the use, Midlands. We use so dog. you've got lots of lovely organic stuff uh, all around you, haven't you? Exactly. So we've got a lot of great. Um, um, organic veg farmers that support us and, and, and obviously we feed off their, their passion the same goes for meat, Dargo is a big one then we've got Blue Orange who does all of our poultry and grows it to our specifications, we've got great great venison that comes in um, but I think you know one of one of the, the interesting vantage points of, that we, we have is that we do a lot of vegetarian food as well so if you come in and, and do a tasting and you're with us you'll find that half of, half of the 10 to 12 um, 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 courses and bits and pieces that you get will be vegetarian and and I think uh, people because it's not really normed yet uh, here in SA um, are, it's also the, the dishes that seem to surprise our, our, our guests um, 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 the most because um, I think you know people well, people, people are, are like my generation we're terrified yeah. of vegetarian yeah. people they're sort of like alien yeah and you know I mean, we, who doesn't want a big lump of protein on your plate somewhere yeah look, you have to have i also share that love you know um but uh, we you know we've also we make our own miso sauce uh, miso paste we make our own shoyus um and the miso paste and, and the soy sauces that we make are, are all based on or derb inspired so we use sorghum and dal where others would use wheat and, and soy oh, lovely and that obviously gives uh, our veget we use those a lot in our vegetarian dishes and it just gives them a little bit of umami as well and with the French base, we're also not so shy on our butter use. So that also... Well, that's what also, gives you your third star, you know. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't want to use butter is never going to get three stars. Butter is the answer to everything, quite yeah. honestly. It really is. And we've got a it sounds absolutely gorgeous. So are you fully, fully, fully booked all the time? I see there's a big Christmas tree in the background. So you're getting ready for Christmas. And you fully booked for all of that? We've still got a couple of days until we close close for a couple of weeks in in, in uh, the end of Jan um, that we have availability. Um, but and I think you know there's also um, the best likely or the highest likelihood is if you just try and book spontaneously because we every now and then just have a cancellation. And and is the restaurant open all the time? You don't have to be staying in the guest house. You can book at the restaurant, and you're open six days a week. Or what are you? We're open six days a week. Bookings are essential. Um, and we do dinner from Tuesday to Saturday and lunch on Saturday and Sunday. So now, Johanna, talk to me about your wine list. Um, yeah, so first of all, before you do that, yeah, did you change your name? Was it something else before, <laughs> or did you change it to Johanna to confuse people like myself? Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, no, my mother-in-law, she says we did it to make it easier for her when she gets a bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talk to me about the wine list. You've got this amazing menu. How do you pair anything or do you just put on there what you like? Um, generally, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Good girl. The beautiful thing is that South Africa is such a beautiful... So we focus on South African wines. And the beautiful thing is that there's such a big diversity and so many different styles and in winemaking, in terroir, in just in everything that it's really a pleasure to pair Johannes food with um, the wines. And it's also we, we want to focus on smaller wine farms or smaller wine farms. Because there's yes. a and passion that goes into the food that I also want to taste it in the wine. So, yeah. Yes, of course. So do you have a degustation menu, for example, where you pair? Talk to me about those. Yeah, so we always have a pairing. Um, so you can decide if you want to do pairing or not. Um, at the moment, we have about 200 positions on our wine list. And then, um, yeah, at the moment. On 200 on your wine list. Yeah. And do you keep them all in stock all the time? If I don't have them stuck anymore, they come off the wine list and it's like one ninety nine. That's a big that's a big capital outlay and it really does it's one of the building blocks for me of a of a fabulous restaurant as opposed to a good restaurant. Because as you know, if you're dining overseas, there are these extensive wine lists and and I've often tried to trick the sommelier at the, at the restaurant and say, well, I think I'll have one of those, thinking it's so obscure that they'll never have a bottle in stock. And, of course, they always do. So it is one of the secrets of a very, very well-run establishment. So I'm really pleased to hear that. You obviously have a multitude of different grape varieties. So you've put something of everything, have you? Not everything is there's like really a lot out there, but I try to keep everything a little bit covered. So it doesn't matter what your palate is. If you're looking for something classical, if you're looking for something skin fermented, if you're looking for something older, if you're looking for something yeah, fancy, funky. Yes. So, yes. And in the pairing. So I try to use wines in the pairing that you maybe wouldn't order a bottle of because people still tend to order the wines that they know. Yes. Pairing. So um Luckily, our guests also accept this. Because with the pairing, you drink what I enjoy. Because that's my, my pairing. So It's I your prerogative. Absolutely. It's one of, the, one of the prerogatives of somebody who spent a long time studying. If I were to ask you, what is your, what's your current favorite South African red wine? And what's your current favorite South African white wine? Okay. Sure. Um, hmm. I know it's hard, but just you can change it again next month and I interview you again. Okay. But for today, what's your favorite? I think at the moment it's the Atlas from Weather Report, the 2019. That's one of my super favorites. Okay. Yeah, I'll share a bottle of that with you. Beautiful. And white wine. Hmm. Wow. Maybe the same white. Yeah, I was also thinking the same white, 19. Oh, I was thinking beautifully. Yes, well, David is one of the best. You know, he's an architect by trade, <laughs> David oh, I Clafford. I didn't, I didn't know. He's an architect. And normally we say to people he should have stuck to his daytime job or whatever, but I'm really glad that he didn't. But he started wanting to make wine because 
his his very cerebral and his wines at Sane are very and the Trafford are very very intelligent wines. So I agree with you. And I think all the Sane wines are lovely. Love and effort in the wines that you can feel, you can taste her wines. Yes, yes. So if somebody were to want to come and have, have you got a long waiting list? Because I'm sure after having received this award. Nobody's going to be able to get into your restaurant for love nor money for the next three months. Is that is that true? Not that hectic. But there's always like a table of two. The weekends is like full, but we always have cancellations. People are very, I think especially in Durban, um, are not so committing. We say this. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and so you must charge them because you know what they like. They'll they'll book and then they won't pitch. So you must charge them. The step that we're going to take now, we we just need to get our we head around um, how we're going to get that administrative side. We do this for the weekends and when we are full. Yeah. But then, like yesterday, we had a table of six confirming because we call every day and then they didn't come. And it's like, oh. then don't confirm. Then say I'm not sure yet. No, it's not good. You know what they're doing in Cape Town now? Interestingly enough. I had a guest out from, I was down in Cape Town judging some wine competition and I had an international guest from New Zealand and he hadn't been to South Africa before and I wanted to take him to a nice restaurant. Um, and I booked, I can't, I think it was, it was either like a Lom or at Bo Constantia and they made me pay a 2,000 Rand deposit wow. for yeah. the table. Okay. Which I thought was a little bit hectic at the time, especially me. I've worked in the industry for the last 30 years. They must have known I was going to pitch. And he just said to me, Carrie, we have had to do that for exactly the same reasons that you're yeah. talking about now, is that people just, they book and don't pitch. And it really, it's not right. And, you know, it's also mm. like for yesterday, we throw, it was not that we still had space for two or three uh, guests. But we turned, turned, turned away tables. We yeah. turned away tables, and, we also and that's throw the big away problem. Food, yeah. You know, because it, it's prepared, and then we have to throw it away. And this is yeah, yeah. No, it's not right. So I think maybe maybe not two thousand rand a deposit, but, but but a heavy enough one to make them want to come. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's exactly the aim: is to have them come and 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 not exactly. Not uh, just so. What's on what's on your dream list for the next sort of two years? You've obviously just realised one of your dreams, or well, two of them. You've opened your restaurant and you've received a fabulous award. What's your next dream that you want to realise? Have you thought about it? So I want to make the guest house. You know, finish the renovations of the guest house. So the guest house is now twenty five years. Johannes' mom started it with five rooms as a B and B, and now we have fifteen rooms. Now our latest oh, lovely. just finished uh, yesterday, so we are very excited. And then, you know, just being able to travel again, and especially our two little kids, you know, they also don't see so much of us. So, Yes. I think travel is quite high on everybody's agenda, but if you go anywhere near the airport, you'll change your mind in a hurry. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. Yesterday I had lunch with Ken Forrester, Mm. Um, who had tried to come up from Cape Town to Johannesburg for a lunch that we were doing together. And he just said, it's like trying to get from here to Cairo. Um, it's such a long trip and the airports are full and they're not properly no, serviced and they're not, yeah. you know, it's, it's a nightmare. Mm. So traveling is a bit of a problem. So stick to your guest house for the yeah. time being. Have you got a website? We do, yes. Um, it's Tell us. Dot com. Which? Summerhill.com? Summerhillkzn.com. 
Okay, summerhillkzn.com. And Insta- they can go and they can have a look. 100%. And for booking the restaurant, same website. Same website, um, just giving us a call or and or emailing, yeah. emailing us, yeah. We don't have an online booking platform for the living room. That is going to probably change. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, all I can say is really, really congratulations, hearty congratulations from all of us. It's very heartwarming. I'm so chuffed for you. It's going to make such a difference. You're going to see your business will be catapulted into the stratosphere. All that hard work, all those sleepless nights, all those times when you thought, we can't do this anymore, it's all going to have been worth it, I promise you. I think the biggest gratitude that we can take from it is that the vantage point of of putting a bit of South Africa onto plates is now also shifting a little bit. And I hope that people seeing us doing what we do, uh, maybe it gives them the nudge to also get the courage to, to try and give us as South Africa a little bit more culinary identity as well. And I think it's brilliant. Fun. And I'm going to give you as much coverage as I can because I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I love encouraging young South Africans to follow that dream of theirs because it's so nice when you see that dream. Sometimes it's very off-putting when you only see it at night when you close your eyes. No, it's definitely. lovely to wake up every morning and see it just in real life for you. It's gorgeous. So well done. I'm going to tell everybody, well, I'll let you know where we put this all up. Callum, my darling Callum, who runs my life for me as far as all of this is concerned, he will tell you where to find it all and where it is because I don't really know. But there will be podcasts, YouTube things. I don't know what he does, but we'll let you know. And we'll let everybody else know. And thank you so much. Good luck and happy Christmas to you. Thank you for having us, Carrie. All the best and happy Christmas. Such a pleasure. Cheers. (laughs) You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.